Hey kids, you already know who it is. Or why would you be listening? Uh, you're... It's not Gorag, that's for sure. Um, tonight's episode is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. If you want some custom pin-on buttons, give them a call at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits, and get some stuff thrown in for free. You can also get in touch with Lone Star Buttons by email at info at LoneStarButtons.com. They're the place to go if you want, uh you know, inexpensive items to promote your small to large business or whatever project you're working on. Also, if you want to take part in the show, that being sending in news stories, friend questions, or whatever you want us to read on air, you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it. We'll get back to you. Come new pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revengeful World Podcast with your host, me, Gabe, that dude, Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Burke. Thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 139. I'm your host, Gabe Google Me Dieter, and as always, my noble companion, Bitchin' Brennan Birch. <laughs> noble companion? <laughs> wow. My, well, I feel like I should have like a little page boy haircut. I don't want to say Mighty Steed, because that's just gay. Yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not good either. Nope. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, how uh, you doing, dude? I was uh, going to say buddy, but I didn't want to didn't want to presume <laughs> yeah i don't know man i've been worn out just working a lot how many hours they got you over there i mean on they pa- got you over there that makes no sense it's like on paper i'm supposed to be working like four days a week four tens you know Whoa, okay but like i keep getting like called in like to do stuff like on fridays and saturdays and stuff because like the people that are like supposed to be on the on-call schedule or you know like they have legitimate reasons for not being able to make their calls like there's a like this one guy's mom is sick right now so he's been going to the hospital and it's out of town and you know sounds fishy to me but nah, hey, it's legit i'm a conspiracy guy <laughs> it, it's it's legit yeah but he's gambling his life away and you just don't know it and there's another guy that just kind of hasn't been showing up so you know we've all been kind of having to you know pick up the slack and make that work and i don't know it's just like it, it, I'm, like my work life balance is kind of getting you know a little little skewed and you know I'm I'm, a, I'm also you know I'm, I'm a dad I'm busy you know, I'm trying to raise a child yeah and, and plus you're the new guy yeah plus so I'm you're new, you're yeah. kind of being asked to do whatever yeah you know there's a, there's you know a lot of that going on so yeah it's just I don't know I'm kind of burning the candle at both ends and you know this past weekend I got called into work on Friday on Saturday I went into work for a little while and then on Sunday I was at an outlet mall. <laughs> Which is like going to work. Yeah. It's like going to work? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, you know, it's like I had to drive all the way. It's like all the way out to 290, like going towards like Austin, basically. Why'd you have to go there? Uh, I don't know. Just kind of like Jess and I were talking about going and. Oh, okay. We, we, were talk, we were talking about going to the one in Texas City, but she went to the one in, out there and said it was better. Oh, So okay. we went out there and yeah. That's, I haven't been out there in a long time. How How is it? Um, 
it's a weird mix of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's very like international out there. Like you'll see people like kind of from everywhere. Huh. And like a lot of the signage is in multiple languages and things. It's like, huh, okay. I guess I guess this is where like all of the international community in Houston lives. But <laughs> they probably travel there yeah. to shop because that's kind of how like IKEA is. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. Did that on Sunday and it was just burnt. That's why we're not recording this on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Sunday was a little weird. Yeah. And I don't know, that's that's kinda it. I'm just I'm really like kind of frazzled and dead eyed. Yeah. <laughs> Lately. And it's I don't know. I think everybody's kinda going through that right now. I don't know. It seems like it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I wish I had more to say about it, but man, it's just really kind of redundant and boring. It's you been know? a slog. Yeah, a little bit. I feel you. I mean, kind of what what little time I have had, I've been making a little bit of art, and that's been good. But yeah, for the most part, just kind of trudging along. <laughs> How about you, Gabe? How you doing? Um, I'm basically in the same boat. Um, uh, since I'm being laid off in at the end of the month, uh, I've been racking up overtime. I've been working about fifty hours a week. Yeah. Uh, for the past month at least, and it's been okay. Uh, I don't really like going in on Saturday because it kind of ruins, well, I don't know. It doesn't ruin my weekend, but uh, it ruins sleeping in for me. Yeah. And I really enjoy that because it allows me to stay awake later during the week, you know, mm-hmm. without needing a recharge. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it is what it is. That's all I can say. Yeah. But besides that, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw my Instagram post about the artwork that got destroyed no uh i ordered some prints uh off ebay from richard corbin yeah who is like in my top five artists Mm. favorite artists probably top three yeah um just depends on what day you ask me really but he's he's a really if you don't know who he is he's a really badass uh fantasy artist and he's done like he's done a lot of pinup stuff but Mm. he's also done comic books he's really versatile and like draws the perfect titties just the (laughs) way i like them uh but anyway, uh, I bought some prints of his off eBay from a, a comic book store, and they mailed it to me, uh, the two prints, um, and the way they packaged it was really bad, because yeah. they had like an overlap right in the middle of the package, so that that point is where it got folded down. Oh, no. So it ruined three prints that survived from 1974 in mint condition. Oh, my God. So, what is that? 45 years. Yeah. These things have been in perfect shape. Mm-hmm. And just because some dunderhead at a comic book shop yeah. packaged it wrong, it's bad all, three of them, all three of them are ruined. Yeah. Um, so, when I got this, you know, I, I really appreciate art. Like, I'm a huge art fan. Uh, these were really special to me. Mm. I felt so lucky to get them for such a... Uh, a, a great price yeah and needless to say when i opened the package i was on a full-on rage yeah. like i would not shut up about it for two days wow poor jess had to listen to me i wanted blood from these guys yeah because to me they pissed on a on the mona lisa you yeah. know right uh i'm getting worked up about it right now <laughs> see the smile of anger oh yeah yeah uh <laughs> you're turning red so uh you know it, i sent them you know, it wasn't a nasty email, but I said, hey, due to packaging, a packaging error, these got ruined in the mail. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy was, you know, totally nice. He was like, okay, no problem. I'll send you another batch. I was like, what, what? the fuck? How, how many of these do you have? So I went back and looked at the listing. They had six of them. Yeah. Like, who has 
three sets of the same two prints from 1974 just sitting around. It's right. super, super weird. Kind of fishy. But no, they're they're fucking vintage. The paper, you can tell it's it's vintage paper. Mm. Uh, so they sent me. I got I got two in the mail today, and they're they're in perfect shape. Awesome. And I also ordered another print. It came in perfect shape too. So um, all that stress and violence in my head has kind of gone away. It just worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, do you feel like you wasted energy like flipping out and being angry about it? Or uh, no, I'm human. I mean, I get mad. <laughs> okay uh i mean i didn't go off on the guy or anything but i did stew about it for a little, for a couple days right every time i thought about it, i mean i didn't i wasn't like constantly mad but yeah every time i thought about it or came in here and and saw them i would get mad all over again you yeah. know so uh who knows if i hadn't gotten those perfect prints i'd probably be on a rant right now yeah really who knows who knows yeah you ever care about art that much brennan uh no, because I've never really like I've never really bought much, you know. I I like I, I've never known how to spend money on myself. You know, that that's that's always been like, you know, a problem that I've had. It's like I I don't think that I've ever really like enjoyed like the fruits of my labor at all. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like all the money that I've ever earned has just gone into like sustaining my life or sustaining my responsibilities. Yeah. You know, even if I do have extra money, I never spend it, you know. Well, you you've bought music gear. But that's more of like art supplies. Even, even that, it's like I have to really like talk myself into it. Yeah. Like there's a synthesizer right now that I could afford to buy today that I want really bad that I know where to get it and I could just go get it like right now as soon as I leave here and I'm, I won't do it. Do you have a synthesizer? I mean, I just have like you know software synthesizers and like computer oh, okay. stuff. But like this is like an actual like piece of hardware oh. that I could afford that like wouldn't it would wouldn't even like wouldn't make a dent wouldn't make it, no it really it really wouldn't like i, I would be like fine like yeah. all of my bills are paid all my you know responsibilities are taken care of i have nothing to worry about i could go do it right now and i won't do it just because i, I i'm such a weirdo about spending money on myself mm-hmm. you know because I've, I've had times you know whenever it wasn't easy you yeah. know and you know a lot of like when you know growing up wasn't easy so like i'm super weird about spending money on myself. yeah like uh whenever we went to that outlet mall you know i i bought a pair of shoes and this jacket, this pair of shoes as well that I'm wearing. And That's a nice jacket. Yeah, it, it, it's a very nice jacket, and I got a great deal on it. I, I, I got it for like, you know, like 20, 30 bucks off of what I found it for online on clearance from the vendor or whatever. Oh, nice. And like, I still like had to walk around and kind of think about it for a little bit, you know? Dang. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, it was like super weird. And like, it's, it's like well made. It's like something that'll last me for a long time. And yeah, it, it, I'm just super crazy about spending money on myself at all. I think we're opposites in that. I, I, I totally we're, opposite. We're exactly opposite. Because yeah. the way I, I mean, I grew up not having a lot of stuff uh, on my own, you yeah. know, like, um, yeah, people, people would buy me presents for Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess I was spoiled on the holidays, but uh, I don't know uh, when I, when I met my friend Dean, uh, he was like really competitive about uh, pulling the trigger on stuff, yeah. you know, because I, I don't know, in the world of collecting, if you don't get it right then, and push the guy, the other guy out of the way yeah. to get what you need or what you want. Mm. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna miss out. Yeah, you might never get it. Right. So, and you know, it, thing things are different now. I mean, you can get stuff on eBay easy, but I never really let go of that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still pretty competitive. I mean, I I pull the trigger super easy. Yeah. You know, and I got piles of shit up yeah. around my ears. You know, mm. uh, 
So yeah, I think we're, we're pretty opposite in that. Yeah, it's weird. You told me you were gonna start collecting Simpsons. Yeah, I've been, figures. I I've been looking at them and bookmarking them on you know my computer and all that, and can't pull the trigger on any of it. <laughs> That's cool. It's I mean, terrible. Who knows? You, you'll probably do it someday. Yeah. Well, I heard some. Uh, I was listening to some podcast or something, and this guy was talking about how he knew you know Paul Rubens, and what he does with his eBay stuff is like he'll like print out the picture of the thing and like cut it out and put it in a box and walk away from it for a week. And then if he comes back and he still wants it, that's when he buys it. Really? Yeah. So hmm. I think maybe that's going to be have to, like the sort of strategy I have to employ to actually do these things. Mental tricks on yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to trick myself into spending money because you know, if, if it's not like feeding me or taking care of my kid, mm-hmm. I can do without it. Hey man, savings is a real thing too. Yeah. I mean, most people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So if you feel like, it's either that or you don't have a bumper in case of emergencies. Then, right. You know, that's an important thing to think about. Yeah. But if it doesn't make a dent. But that's the thing goes like. You should enjoy your life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like one and a half of my paychecks now, like, takes care of all my responsibilities. You yeah. Know? And I'm, I'm fine. And then, like, I still have, like, two and a half more paychecks every month. Like, I'm fine. Holy shit. No reason for me to, like, you know, worry about these things. But I'm always going to worry about it. It's just how that's I That's why am. your coworkers are driving fucking nice cars and shit yeah they all have like you know super rad you know sports cars and like boats and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know just never been that dude (laughs) wow that's i don't know that's interesting man yeah i'd I'd like to walk a mile in your shoes someday because it's pure neurosis you don't want any of this (laughs) uh the same could be said for me though maybe i mean this is i could go back to school and get a bachelor's degree with what i've spent on toys you know from the fucking from home plate to home plate you know yeah i don't know i'm starting to get nervous right now (laughs) (laughs) sorry no it's cool um i don't know man we're just two weird people yeah cheers oh really been in the canada dry lately really yeah (laughs) big time um how about some news dude all right yeah let's do it we all know what time it is it's time for the news can i get this first one yeah go ahead (laughs) border agents just seized enough fentanyl to kill 57 million people (laughs) do you believe this story why are the cops so fucking afraid of fentanyl (laughs) it's like they act like it's like witchcraft or something (laughs) it's a pretty powerful drug it is but it's not everything that they say it is really yeah like all the, like, like what? Okay, you remember like a few years ago? Well, actually, this actually this was not long ago, and we talked about this on the show. Remember, there was that uh, that weird. Uh, it was like a like a road sign that I saw that was like this that led to this weird conspiracy theory website that was run by this like ex NASA engineer or something. It's like said like why are the police lying about fentanyl or whatever? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So like I I've kind of I've been interested in this. I've been kind of following this. Like you know, there's all these like cases of like these you know cops will say oh somebody's putting these pieces of paper on the cops' windshields and if you touch it you get in, you ingest fentanyl and you that's die. Been ra- that's been around since the eighties. Yeah, but here's the thing though. That's not true. It's not possible. I'm like, sorry. Just to sidestep for a second. Yeah. Did you ever hear Cello Biafra said it on some record? But it was he was talking about uh, EM, uh, MDMA, where they would they would uh, fuck. He said something like rub it on on a cop no, uh, car you're, door. You're thinking of DMSO. DMSO. Okay. Yeah. 
So you would touch the car door and it would go through your skin. Yeah. And you would taste the yeah, the metal or yeah, something it's like, like that. Some, yeah, it's some kind of like psychedelic that like kind of like scrambles like your sensory system. Yeah. But yeah, that that was DMSO. So is that the same propaganda they're using for for this? For I mean, fentanyl? Essentially, yeah, because like the, you can't ingest fentanyl through your skin. It's physically impossible. Right. Like maybe if you got it into like your eye or your nose or your mouth or something like that, but if you touched like a you could stick your fist into a pile of fentanyl and nothing would happen to you. Maybe if you're a girl and brush your teeth with the shower water. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they were saying that, that they were worrying about terrorists getting a hold of fentanyl and putting it in your water supply. And that's how it would OD like millions of people. Like a whole city would be OD'd from, from the tap water. But they're just using it as like cheap heroin. It's just like a street drug, you know? Yeah. So it's 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 completely like unfounded. It's crazy paranoia. It's more like just drug war bullshit. You think so? I think so. Because I've heard like a tiny, tiny amount could od could give you an od yeah if you like shoot it <laughs> really if you, if you like to... snorted it or something like yeah if, yeah if you like willfully ingested right right yeah and that's what that's what these that's what people that that take this are doing supposedly well yeah but i mean like i mean as far as like you know or maybe the they're stepping poli- on cocaine with fentanyl well i mean like the whole like police propaganda angle of it though you know like they're mm-hmm. always like oh this one police officer touched a piece of paper and they had to go to the hospital yeah no they fucking didn't <laughs> You think they that didn't fucking happen. That didn't snorted happen. it and they had to go to the hospital? It didn't happen. I don't believe any of it happened. Wow. I think it's like, you know, police union bullshit. You know, propaganda. I absolutely mm. believe that. Wow. Okay. No one can produce any evidence that any of that has ever happened. Really? It's horse shit. I mean... So why the big scare? It's drug war shit. It's just like... To get more funding? I, I guess. Because, you know, like, you know... Well, they, why, why do they ship it over... over well, I mean, I, okay. I, I mean, they ship it in illegally from people China are, and, and Mexico, right? People are using this as like a supplement to heroin. It is a street drug. It is killing people. That mm-hmm. is, that's a fact. That's true. But the whole like police angle of it, the way that they're saying, oh, people are terrorizing cops with fentanyl is not happening. Oh, okay. It's completely false. Hmm. Like it is, it's, it's pure drug war propaganda. So if you were rewriting Anarchist Cookbook Volume 2, what would you use the fentanyl for? That's an interesting question. I was not expecting to be asked that at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what this show's all about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could, you can theoretically weaponize anything like this, though, if you have enough of it. Really? I mean, think, I thought, think I about thought it, the, the most the, the River Thames is like making those eels go insane because of the cocaine content. content oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hmm. it is like on paper possible, but is it likely? No. So, if you made like a fentanyl mace spray where you could shoot it from an aerosol can in the that is theoretically possible but it would probably be really expensive to make a can of mace that did that i thought it was super cheap and super potent i thought that's what i thought that's what the whole scary angle of fentanyl was i mean to to put it into an aerosol can and actually that that would cost some money because i mean the doses are really really small you know it's like basically nothing Hmm. so whenever they say oh they got enough hits to kill 57 million people it's probably not that much hmm all right, well, let's let's uh, break into the story a little bit. Okay, so a truck filled with cucumbers turned out to have much more of an insidious load on board. Uh, 3.5 million in fentanyl and 1.1 million in methamphetamine. Uh, Border Patrol agents announced the drug bust on Thursday, which was made with the help of a dr- uh, drug dog. And uh, smugglers have had hidden uh, 250 pounds of fentanyl under the floorboard of a truck. Um, at the Nogales, Arizona entry port. Um, they also had 395 pounds of methamphetamine. Uh, so this, this says 
Fentanyl was credited with 18,000 overdose deaths in 2016. That's quite a bit. Brennan, what were they doing with the shit? Well, it's because people are like cutting it with heroin and stuff. They're they're booting fentanyl, you know. So you think they were they were shooting it up? Yeah. See, that that's the whole like that. That's like the street usage at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like they're cutting it with heroin. So it's 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 essentially the crack of heroin. You know, they're made. They found a cheaper, more potent way to make it. Okay. So is it synthetic? That I don't know. I think it's actually it might be pharmaceutical. Hmm. Which honestly, that would not surprise me. Yeah. Prescription needed. It's a pharmaceutical. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know enough about it. Um, what you're saying is really interesting, though. I hadn't really thought about it like that. I mean, it's bad stuff. You shouldn't take it. Nobody should. Shouldn't do heroin either. Bad idea. But I don't know. I, the the way that they're going about, you know. If you're going to do it, just be careful about it. No, just don't do it. Water it down with Re- something. Really, just don't do it. You don't. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, what else we got? Uh, professional skateboarder suspended after testing positive for weed. This is more in your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, so, okay, um, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet, but, uh, I mean, 2020 is going to be the year that skateboarding is introduced into the Olympics. Yeah. That's that's kind of, that was the thing that came down, and now what's happening is, in competitive skateboarding, for the first time, they're drug testing people. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of what's been the running joke, you know, is, how are they going to find people that are able to com- to compete in the Olympics if they're testing for performance-enhancing drugs? And THC is, you know, a part of that. And what's happening is people are starting to fail those tests. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and it, like they're what they're doing is like right now, okay, there's like this big push for, you know, all these different competitive skateboarding organizations are trying to be, you know, kind of the governing body of Olympic skateboarding. You know, there's like the Street League and there's all these other, you know, competitive entities or whatever. And I guess in order to get that contract, they're, you know, they want to be the one that's like stringent and really makes people stick to the rules or whatever. Yeah. So like all these professional skateboarding organizations right now are just like losing people left and right because nobody can pass the drug test. And they're just... How, how many people from the pro circuit are going to sign up for the Olympics? Though? Well, I, mean, I mean, why why do they have... Why do they have to be clean before the Olympics? Well, because like they, they, they're doing just randoms, you know, and what's happening is like these organizations that throw the contests, they're all competing to try to be like the governing body that sets the rules and is getting all that Olympic money, you know, to you know run the organization or whatever. Okay. So now it's like, uh, like all these like, you know, smaller organizations, they're randomly testing all the athletes or whatever, and they're starting to fail and the contest the competitive skating pool is just getting really watered down and like people uh-huh. that aren't as good are like right yeah you're not going to get the best yeah, representing you're, you're, yeah you're not their country because i mean weed has been a part of skateboarding since skateboarding was a thing yeah yeah and not necessarily <laughs> smoking while you skate no it's, not, it's not, just recreation yeah not, not even like smoking in contests or whatever but you know it's right. just it's been a part of the culture always you know but it's okay to drink yeah you <laughs> to can, drink beer yeah, or absolutely. liquor as long as you don't, you know, test positive day of the contest or whatever, it's fine. But yeah, this, uh, this it's interesting that uh, the organization USADA is uh, getting involved, and I, I think they do um, they do testing for a lot of the Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird because you know the whole MMA uh, angle of it. They they pretty much, I mean, no through no fault of their own, have uh, kind of damaged MMA from what it used to be. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just weird that they're connected to this whole controversy because yeah. they're known for throwing a monkey wrench into a good thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, com- competitive skateboarding in any sort of formal way is dying, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world. But 
I don't know. It just sucks for like you know people who moved for skateboarding to be in the Olympics. I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, they're like, well, what happened was okay. About 15 years ago, Nike started buying in. You know, they they started putting together mm. a team, and whenever they first tried, people were just like, no, whatever, Nike sucks, get out. So they kind of sent them back running with their tail between their legs. But then, like, they kind of well, there was this whole kind of actually it's kind of a conspiracy uh nike started another brand like a shoe brand uh-huh. that was like a skate brand and nobody knew that nike ran it so they learned how to run a skate shoe company hmm. you know and that how to market it and how to get in the magazines and how to build a team and all that stuff what are they called it's called Xavier. Huh. okay and they ran for you know a few years or whatever and then they just kind of randomly went out of business and then all of a sudden a lot of Xavier's teams started appearing on nike and then nike mm. you know since they'd learned the business they and learned how to do it yeah they co-opted their the culture. own their own uh side brand yeah and they 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 learned how to run a skate shoe company and then they started paying people like a lot of money Mm -hmm. so like you know as they got involved you know they started to want to see you know they want nike naturally wants their things to be as big as possible yeah so you know there's not really like an avenue for like a national stage outside of you know street league or whatever so they started pushing for the olympics to happen Mm. so it's like the theory is that it's nike that's kind of like pushing the hole but which Mm. honestly wouldn't surprise me yeah those dirty motherfuckers yep what else we got uh let's see uh i feel like we already talked about this nunchucks in new york nunchucks in new york yeah so i thought this i thought this was kind of interesting because (laughs) i'd never heard of something called the nunchuck panic of 1974 Mm. and this is when this is when the bruce lee movies came out yeah okay so i don't like plugging other podcasts but uh joey diaz on on uh the church of what's happening now has talked about this at length Mm -hmm. i think it's fucking hilarious that i mean in your imagination 1974 bruce lee kids go fucking crazy yeah because the you know he's their hero now Mm -hmm. and the first thing they do is go to chinatown and fucking bust out some money on some nunchucks yeah and they go around fucking wailing on each other (laughs) and uh new york city uh has to you know take apart and ban the shit yeah it's just so strange to me i just i really like that this is like during like you know peak like depressed crappy new york too yeah whenever like all the gangs were kind of like roam the streets and stuff like that i just imagine them all having nunchucks and just man i don't know <laughs> what a time to be alive <laughs> i don't know man it seems pretty sketchy pretty awesome uh yeah so uh this guy uh James Maloney, I guess, has been uh, trying to lift the band since uh, 2000. Yeah. And finally, you know, was able to get it through the courts and ruled unconstitutional. Yeah. By somehow they they channeled the Second Amendment on that. That's the thing that I'm not understanding entirely. Well, it's the the freedom to defend yourself and your property. The right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So depending on where you are on the political spectrum, uh, this could be a good or a bad thing uh, because... The ramifications for firearms are going to come into play in the future, mm-hmm. and this is probably going to let people at least keep firearms in their houses in New York. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, they're going to need guns now that there's all these people with nunchucks running around in the streets. Yeah, you don't. You can't bring a nunchuck to a gunfight. Yeah. Or vice versa. What else we got, Brennan? Uh, kind of a. This one's fucking crazy, <laughs> and I shouldn't even be surprised by now. Coming out of Florida. Wait, which one? Woman caught masturbating in public continues in the back of police car. Is that Florida? That most certainly is Florida. Oh, no. No, shit. it's Austin. That's Austin? This is Austin, Texas. Yeah. Oh, my God. So oh. She does look familiar. <laughs> 
Yeah, so a woman was caught masturbating in public and uh, was apprehended by police and handcuffed, placed into a police car, and yeah, she finished the job, apparently. I guess uh, she was uh, hanging out outside of a hotel holding a, a silver object against her sexual organs and making moaning noises. Uh, apparently, she masturbated in public for eight minutes and went to a restaurant across the street from the hotel, I guess, or they ran her off and continued to do so. They then called the police. The police... Picked her up, and she kept going when she was in the cop car. Yeah. This, how, why did they handcuff her hands in front of her? <laughs> maybe <laughs> they did That's didn't. why she picked her up. Picked. Maybe they didn't. You know, maybe, you know. She, she's clearly very committed to the act. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I, I guess they probably had to, like, bag the vibrator as further evidence. Did she have pants on? Uh, it doesn't say specifically. Because she was charged with an indecent exposure. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe that was just the closest thing that they could get. No, that's weird. Because I mean, I, I I guess it could still be indecent exposure if you're masturbating through your clothes. <laughs> Is it? Is it? I mean, because it's still like committing a lewd act. Oh no, she looked like she was on some meth though. Yeah, she's got those uh picking picking scabs. Yeah, on her. She, yeah, she's she's been picking picking and a grinning. I think the I think the uh, the reason I thought this was Florida because. Uh, in more news headlines, uh, Florida man learns the hard way he stole laxatives, not opioids. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll never know. Guess not. Okay. What else we got? That is all the news. That's it. Yeah. Any question? You want to do your, uh, murder and mayhem? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. All right, uh, so Leslie Van Houten. How dare you for pulling this from CNN.com? Well, I mean, it... Fake news! No, I, <laughs> I, I found multiple sources. I, I made sure, you know. All right. But yeah, so uh, Leslie Van Houten of, you know, Manson family fame uh, has been uh, approved for parole. So crazy. What what was she found guilty for? Uh, she was the one who, uh, I, let's see, was it the LaBianca's? Yeah, uh, yeah, she uh, she's the one that put the uh, pillowcase over Rosemary Lombiaca's head and tied a cord around her neck. She never actually stabbed anyone. She didn't actually kill anyone, but she was a participant in the murder. Right. Uh, so, of all of the Manson family members, in my opinion, I would say that she is the one most parolable. Um, well, she's 69 years old. I mean... Yeah, she, she's 69 years old. She had no prior record before meeting Manson of anything. Uh, she was actually free for a period of time in the 70s. Because um, I think her uh, she had like a mistrial or something and like her lawyer died at one point and like, you mm -hmm. know, so she, she, her conviction was overturned for a while and she was she lived. She had a job. She had a house. She had friends, you know, had a life. Didn't do anything crazy. You know, was, you know, somewhat just the pillar of the community yeah, just, other than, you know, just living a low key few, life. A few murders. Yeah. She, I mean, she, she was free for a little while and, you know, didn't do anything insane. Um, I mean, all the rest of those people, you know, all throughout the 70s and through the 80s were pretty you know, thwacked out until they, you know, found Jesus or whatever. Uh, I still would never free Bobby Beausoleil. That dude's a nutbag. But, uh, yeah. So, basically what's been happening every time, and I, I think she was actually, she was approved before, but, uh, who is it? Uh, Sharon Tate's sister is still alive. And anytime a Manson person comes up for parole, she mm -hmm. goes to the hearing, raises hell, and, you know, says, hey, these people are psychopaths. They murdered my sister, which is completely understandable. Yes. You know? I, I totally get it. But, did she do it this time? Um, I think so. Yeah, I mean, she 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 did a a change.org petition, got one hundred sixty one thousand signatures saying don't parole her. Uh, so 
she she actually uh e protests are some of the least effective protests yeah but i mean with with manson you know it's it's a little more high profile and and uh, jerry brown is already like he's overturned her parole before the governor mm-hmm. of california and i think that's probably what's going to end up happening again i mean yeah. I, I don't see a scenario where any of these people ever get out of prison even though manson is dead and it's the all, one guy that could talk you into murdering someone yeah well is dead so maybe she has a shot yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna let it go but just kind of have to see how it plays out i don't know personally i think that she would probably be okay i mean she's probably got 10 more years you know uh, maybe prison's pretty hard on a body <laughs> yeah so i've heard but yeah uh i don't know man guess we'll see we'll cover it yeah i think I'm we'll gonna... cover it again we'll come back to this yeah <sighs> that's it huh that's it that's really that's all there it. is to it yeah it's all right how about some friend questions okay <laughs> Oh, okay. They're right here. Good for goody goody. Uh, most embarrassing moments in public. Hmm. Uh, have you ever seen me present at the Latino Film Festival? No, I, I, I didn't do that. The okay. last time I did it, uh, well, I had a panic attack hmm. and that turned into me bombing. And, you know, I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I might be funny here and there, but I'm not a comedian. I don't do public speaking normally. Mm-hmm. And the last time I did that, I, as they say, ate a bag of dicks <laughs> and uh, almost scared me off from doing any of the rest of the show. Uh, I did. I continued because I, I, I entered an agreement with the uh, film festival. But eventually at the end of it, I, I got way better and, you know, I pulled, pulled out of it. But uh, yeah, being on stage in front of a couple hundred people and things aren't going your way. Yeah, <laughs> that was beyond embarrassing <laughs> it made me want to fucking kill myself yeah how about you brennan uh the thing that comes to mind just right off the bat like i was in like this was probably seventh grade it's like going to parkview junior high here in pasadena all right my and, alma mater <laughs> yeah and uh that's when we met probably yeah because you were living across the fence no that, right by the school that was sam rayburn was that rayburn yeah oh okay yeah oh okay yeah yeah but and that's what, all right so i uh I found myself uh, playing basketball with like a bunch of like gangbanger kids. It was like one of those situ- situations where like the coach like made like one white kid play with every single one of those groups. God damn it! You know? And like thanks, coach. Know, basically, yeah. And like I kind of like freakishly, accidentally managed to like steal the ball and make a shot. Oh wow! And everyone was very surprised, <laughs> <laughs> myself included. Okay. And our team ended up winning. I was like, great. All right, having an awesome day. This is going really well. And then you shit your pants. <laughs> Close. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, when I was going to that school, you know, our classes were an hour and a half long. So we did 45 minutes in the gym playing basketball and 45 minutes in the weight room. So we were switching over. We were going to the weight room. And me and my little nerdy friend, Rusty Salazar, you know, we're in the weight room trying not to do anything like little nerd kids do in the weight room. Yeah. And uh, we, for some reason, like the coach yelled at us or whatever. So we went over there and we're like, okay, we're, let's, let's do pull-ups. <laughs> oh shit so we jumped up on the bar and we're like doing pull-ups so I, I think i did like three and on my third one i just ripped like a show-stopping audible fart <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole room just turns around and looks at me oh man and my my entire basketball victory is just washed away in this moment <laughs> and like and 
So everybody starts laughing. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I drop down from the bar and not knowing what to do, I try to laugh along and go with it. And it's just not happening. No one's buying oh, it. Man. Yeah. So that's rough for a kid. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty much the moment that I gave up on myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that that beautiful question was for, from Thomas on Dieter, by the way. Uh, Gilbert Ruiz asks astral projection versus sleep paralysis. Ever try it? Oh, via sleep paralysis. Ever try it? Um, no. Yeah, no. No. That yeah. is, uh, no. I mean, I've, I've had some, you know, pretty heavy mushroom experiences in my younger days, but nothing like that. How are the dreams after a mushroom experience? You got anything left up there or what? You don't really dream. I mean, hmm. I, I, I've never experienced that. I did have really crazy dreams on malaria pills, though. Really? Yeah, whenever you take uh like the malaria Oh yeah, I've heard about yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, my, my first week of Af- Afghanistan was just like, you know, a psychedelic, you know, technical or rainbow whenever I tried to sleep. But wow. <laughs> it was pretty hectic. That's crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, I've never experienced sleep paralysis or astral projection. Yeah. Or remote viewing. No. Nothing. Um, let's see. Jessica Puck Tapia asks, scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Great or meh? I'm into it. I'll go see it. I never grew up on that stuff. Uh, I mean, never grew up on that stuff. I didn't grow up on that yeah. stuff. Um, so I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. It it looks like they're being pretty as true as they can be to it. You know, I'm into it. I'm gonna go. I'll go with you if you ask me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. For Double sure. date. All right. Uh, let's take Nate. Um, <laughs> I was looking at looking at those uh, books on Amazon. I'm thinking about getting them. Oh, cool. I think you might be into that. Uh, I started with the Reader's Digest uh book of the paranormal yeah ah scared the shit out of me (laughs) always um let's see lee yanez asks uh i was molested by a ghost in new orleans at the french market inn if you have any questions for me ask here i forgot to do that Hmm. um how does he know it was a ghost i don't know um maybe somebody just goosed him it may be i don't know they have those gimmicky hotels now that uh do that kind of stuff really yeah um those are called whorehouses yeah uh yeah we're gonna have to follow up on this because that's interesting i told him to leave me a voicemail but he didn't so yeah i want some more information about this i'm interested i'll check back with him uh next week before next week's episode yeah um jupiter morales asks uh tell me about one of your paranormal experiences Hmm. Ooh, i got a good one i mean i feel like i've gone pretty you know hard on my my ghost experiences in my former house yep uh you can do it again i mean who knows they probably didn't hear that far back yeah uh i I lived with a a ghost of a lady named glenda taylor and she would blow cold air down my neck whenever i drew and would run down the hallway and i saw shadows of her and she said my name and moved things and yeah it was creepy but not like i I never felt like i was in danger Mm -hmm. yeah and how'd you find out her name? Uh, because we asked for someone to fund me to uh, pay to get a list of like all the people that had died in the house or whatever. Yeah. And then we kind of... It was a long list. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was... I think there were like maybe like six or seven previous residents or something like yeah. that. And yeah. But yeah, we kind of managed to whittle it down. But they didn't necessarily die in the house, right? Yeah, it was something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while. Yeah. What, what bothers me is that, uh, you know, Cheryl, who lives there now, hasn't seen anything. Hmm. And I know I'm not crazy. I know I experienced all of it. I'm 100% sure. Like, I believe you. Like, I, I am, you know, very skeptical. And I 100% absolutely am sure that I experienced. Hmm. Did you pay your gas bill? 
Yeah. You did? Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's gone. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess for people that don't remember that part of the story, uh, she did get a recurring gas bill for $30 that she hadn't paid, and I did eventually pay it. So That's cool. Um, mine, I'm a little sketchy on my memory, uh, but at one point in Houston, or some part of Houston, I'm not sure, it was a, it was a Hispanic neighborhood um, that was having some type of biblical paranormal thing going on in, in this person's house. Mm-hmm. And specifically in their backyard, uh, there were lines around, you know, out the front yard of mm. people waiting to go in this place. Uh, so uh, there were two things going on. One, you could take a photograph of the sky above this neighborhood, mm. and you would see a doorway with with a brilliant light shining out of it. Yeah. And these were multiple people taking pictures from different cameras. I don't know what the fuck it was. I was too young. I was probably 10 or 12. Wow. Probably 10. Yeah. Um, Kara, Kara still remembers this. I don't know how. But uh, the other thing is you walk into this person's backyard and they had this uh, area gated off and you could stick your hand into the gate and you would feel something mm-hmm. like um, like an energy, like a warmth or something touching your hand. Yeah. Um, and they said it was an angel or something like that. Weird. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm still skeptical about it. Uh, obviously. Right. Uh, so, you know, I put my hand in, I felt something, but I lied about it. And I said I didn't. And because I was a little shit, you know. And yeah. uh, while we were walking out of, of this person's yard, we were walking down the sidewalk. I was running my mouth. I don't mm. believe this. This is fake. <laughs> this is fake. I don't believe it. <laughs> I fucking touched the car door, yeah, and I got a zap of electricity that flung me back on my ass. It was fentanyl. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, uh, D- DMSO. DMSO. Yeah. Uh, so I shut my mouth and I didn't say <laughs> anything else, and uh, that was that. Um, actually, Jupiter, uh, that was your uh, that was your husband's family that I was with. So maybe you should ask them. Um. Eric Eddy asks, which movie has the best ghost sex scene, Scary Movie 2 or Ghostbusters 1984? I don't remember Scary Movie 2. I think that was, uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember who had, oh, Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Stans. Uh, yeah, it's the, the Beejer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even remember that, but I remember that part being yeah. in there, uh, so I can't really answer. Yeah. I do know the entity. <laughs> and that shit ain't ain't nice at all yeah what are you gonna do not have sex with a ghost if i can avoid it really yeah you're gonna avoid that yeah so you'd rather have no story to tell yeah i'm, I'm good with not you know <laughs> so you'll turn down a ghost how about a phantasm <laughs> how about a spirit <laughs> maybe a specter <laughs> all right uh let's see rob zip asks want to go on a ghost hunt you got a spot no, we'll have to ask him. Yeah, I mean, I'll go. I'll go. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'm not going to have sex with it. I'll, I'll double up on my blood pressure medication. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. Hell yeah. What else we got, Brennan? You got anything? Nah. Nothing. I got nothing, man. Holy since, moly. since I've been off the Facebook, man. All right. It's like, well, I, it's like I died. <laughs> I noticed uh, there's not as much. Well, actually, we did get a, a bit of uh, audience participation. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I gotta say, though, I feel like my brain is far less clouded. Yeah. Yeah. 
seems like I don't know. There's just too much coming at you from social media. Yeah. Uh, Bronx Navic asks. Well, he doesn't ask anything. He just sent us a link to ourhollowearth.com, hmm. which I didn't watch. Who is Bronx Navic? Some dude on Instagram. Sounds like a space commander or something. <laughs> Bronx Navic in the 23rd century. At your service, ladies. <laughs> um, we'll say that for next week. Yeah. Let's do tenfold tirade. All right. So, all you people out there not living in Houston, Texas, we had a bit of a uh, strange thing happen lately. Um, This middle-aged couple got a no-knock warrant served on them at 5 o'clock p.m. When was this? January 8th. Uh, February, January 8th? Oh, that, that was the initial phone call. So. Yeah. Okay, so this happened at 5 o'clock. I, I watched it live. When they when they shut down that neighborhood, uh, it was a it was just a strange fucking thing to watch unfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this middle-aged couple got a no-knock warrant served on them by HPD, Houston Police Department. Um, they were there to investigate... Uh, Black tar heroin being sold. Um, they they were informed by a, a CI that they have not disclosed yet um, that there were that they had bought black tar heroin and that whoever sold it to them had a nine millimeter handgun and large quantities of heroin too. Large hair, large quantities of heroin. Um, so they served the warrant. Five five cops went in to serve the warrant. Uh, they busted in the door. They were immediately. And I'm gonna say this in quotes: attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it was a pit bull, which uh, you know, say. I'm not surprised. That's what they're there for. Uh, they shot the dog, and as soon as they shot the dog, this man, the man of the house, comes from b- the back of the house, firing his 357 revolver. Right. Shoots four of the cops. Uh, two of them critically. Mm-hmm. Uh, one gets shot in the shoulder. Um, the other, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know the specifics on. Uh, the fifth cop injures his knee somehow, mm. and they fire. They fire uh, while this is happening. The woman grabs for the shotgun. This is all the the police story because you know we don't know any other details. Right. The woman uh, lunges for the downed cop's shotgun, so the other officers return fire and kill her mm. and and uh, kill the guy. Right. Um. So these two people are dead, and you got four wounded officers and a fifth that just got hurt. I guess he blew his knee. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so but when they when they searched the house, they didn't find any heroin. They did not find a nine millimeter handgun. All they found were some hunting rifles mm-hmm. and two shotguns and like a very small amount of pot and a really 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 small amount of some kind of white powder could have been. They still haven't. Yeah. They still haven't disclosed what that white powder is, but they keep saying cocaine or fentanyl. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. Fentanyl. <laughs> uh, so for the next few days, everything's under wraps. Right. Uh, you know, there's a big hubbub made by the, the police officers union representative. Mm-hmm. How he said it's, uh, He's talking about it's how it's an, like sick and tired of like everybody demonizing the police whenever yeah yeah you know they're out there stopping crimes and they're yeah. putting their lives on the line. So they they're 
they're putting the dirt bags on notice. This, yeah. this is not going to go on any further. Meanwhile, there, there's no other details given, uh, and maybe not still to this day. And it's been, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been no details on who the CI is. Um, there were there were a lot of conspiracies yeah. going on behind, you know, in the background with um, people urging reporters to ask certain questions, reporters not asking those questions. And if any questions were asked, the chief of police would uh, redirect those answers to right. something else. But the key thing he said that made my, my ears perk up was don't believe these conspiracy theories that are going around. Right. This was before like any conspiracy theories were even really out there. Right. You know? Yeah. That that was like day two. Yeah. And uh it's funny because I had I had a, a lunch with my uh my wife's parents and her dad has been following the story really closely and he was the one that said there was no nine millimeter. Right. There were, you know, personal use drugs there. Mm-hmm. Uh and he also brought out of the woodwork. I have not been able to find any any evidence of this. I'm I'm just gonna say it because it's really interesting, and it's maybe somebody out there can look it up or find out some details on it. But the neighbors of of those people that got killed said they were good people. Right. They never did anything to anybody. They were really kind, friendly people, mm-hmm. and kind of like you know. This was a total shock to them because right. they don't they don't sell drugs, mm-hmm. you know. And my father-in-law said if you go on on Google Maps or something like that, you look up the address on the on the uh the search warrant. Mm-hmm. It says, you know, uh I can't remember the exact address, something like 4800 Harding. Right. But if you go to Google Maps and say 4800 Harden mm-hmm. without the G, something similar to this. Uh it will go to what looks like a typical drug dealer's house. It has cameras on it, mm-hmm. and the day after this happened, it became vacant. Yeah. So, what the fuck is that? You know, this is a house across town. Right. Um, is it a coincidence? Is it real? I don't fucking know. I don't. Yeah. I know nothing about that. I wasn't able to even find a Hardin Street. Or Harden, you know, I didn't look up road or right. avenue or anything like that. But um, could it have been, you know, a legitimate mistake? And if it was, why would the HPD be covering it up? Right. Well, like I, I saw something somewhere that was uh, suggesting that there was also no evidence that you know the initial buy, you know, that the CI supposedly made had never even taken place. Yeah. So what's that? Also, since since this happened. One of the officers involved, I think it was the vet that blew out his knee, mm-hmm. uh, has been dismissed from, from yeah, duty. He's gone. Yeah. Did they explain it? No. No. I don't know why everything is uh, being done behind the curtain, you know? Right. And uh, it's funny, man, because I made a note in, in our uh, our show doc uh, for shower thoughts. And this, this is connected, so this is why I'm saying this. But okay. I was thinking of The Wizard of Oz. I was thinking of this HPD chief, and I was thinking of what George W. Bush said about 9/11 when it happened. Don't don't believe the conspiracies. Right. And uh, apparently, the, this uh, HPD chief hasn't you know hasn't been trained not to say stuff like that because <laughs> it's an immediate trigger for someone to start investigating what could have possibly happened. Right. 
that's the first thing you want to know is like what conspiracy right and uh you sent me a document where a lot of other stuff was brought up um talking about that twitter thread yeah i was pretty impressed by that because uh, it seemed like there was one person that really knew what the fuck was uh called respectable lawyer right um but yeah he's he's basically saying pretty much the same thing i, I was thinking like as soon as this bust went bad or and people were shot uh there were just so many red flags and there were emotional red flags where it was like something is not right here right and I, I can't put my finger on it you know but you know they're not telling us the whole story or they're not telling us the truth mm-hmm. and it's cool that we're the we're the fourth largest city in in the u.s right but we don't have our we don't have people breaking down stuff in a uh conspiracy-minded way right about what goes on in this town Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of interesting that you know that twitter thread that you sent me all these people are are looking into this right and they don't fucking believe the legit the The official official story right yeah yeah it's 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 there's so much to it though it's like (laughs) well let's let's someone someone's gonna write a really good book about this someday oh yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a story to remember for a very long time i'll read this fucking book yeah because i mean you look at you look into uh the 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 owners of the house were named uh dennis tuttle and regina nicholas Mm. um their friends and family say there's no fucking way yeah i mean who are you gonna who are you gonna believe uh, there was also it was also brought up that this this guy the the what's his name Dennis Tuttle he was a Navy veteran right but he came at him with a 357 Magnum mm-hmm. I have this weapon I have this gun yeah there's only six shots in it yeah and he put down put down four cops four cops that were shooting at him I don't fucking buy it man I think they they must have panicked and actually shot each other you know I have at least you know one yeah, person i've seen that no way they're, they're not confirming whether or not there was any friendly fire mm-hmm. and you know like one 59 year old man that was like a disabled vet you know they all unloaded on this guy yeah i can't the, I this can't guy would imagine. have to be charles bronson you know <laughs> yeah or or really fucking good i mean like i don't know man yeah what i what i what i do see in my mind is you bust into somebody's door and immediately shoot his dog mm-hmm. without saying you're your cops or yeah or whatever it's a no-knock warrant they're in plain clothes mm-hmm. they're not even in uniform no body cams no body cams that's that's what really stinks to me what the i don't i don't get it man it's it's just too fucking fishy yeah like the why is like the thing that's driving me crazy about them, you know yeah like is this just like you know personal beef with the ci or what you know i doubt it i mean what what kind of trouble would they have gotten into with a ci i, I think it's a mistaken address yeah that's the way i feel about it i mean that's the most obvious but you know yeah. you know you know what i thought hmm. when i found out these these cops had been shot i was thinking they had legitimately found a drug house but they were there to rob it that's what i thought hmm. when i was like something's not right you yeah. know and immediately before i knew any of the details i thought they were trying to rob a drug dealer hmm. which is fucking way out there yeah like why would i fucking think that that's like straight training day (laughs) uh but yeah now that i know some of the details i i don't know i don't know but to me it seems like a wrong address yeah i like how they turned on the uh the uh police union rep yeah he just went totally fucking overboard he he just tried to make it of all blue lives matter and kind of blew up in his face well he tried to make it about himself yeah like that's what that's what that is yeah when you're 
when you get up on the podium and start talking about stuff other than what happened, mm-hmm. I mean, you're trying to steal some limelight. Yeah. And that shit shouldn't fly. That's that's very unprofessional. Yeah. And uh I don't know. What what do you think, man? I I don't know. I mean, there's like there's so much like I'm I'm fascinated with it for sure. There's just like so much that's like shrouded in secrecy right now. It's like I don't I don't know that we'll ever know the full truth. There was an anonymous 911 call. Yeah. I mean, before before they raided the house saying that there was uh, a drug dealer harassing them or something like that. Wait, no, are you talking about the, the call where the person said that their daughter was in the house or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's that's like, you know, there, there's no record of that. There's no, you know. I want inv- I would like to have information on the warrant. Yeah. When it was signed, mm-hmm. you know, what were the circumstances around them getting that? And who the fucking CI is? And I'm curious about this affidavit that all the cops signed that said that they found, you know, the nine millimeter and the heroin. You know? Yeah. Like if yeah. they were undercover cops, why would you need a CI? That your your job as an undercover you're, you're cop too, is to go make the buy. Yeah, you should be you should be able to facilitate that. It's so fucking it's weird. weird. Man. It's weird. It's the whole thing stinks. It stinks. <laughs> and it's this is fucking Houston, which yeah. I shouldn't be I shouldn't be surprised. I wonder what Derek Gross uh thinks about this. I don't know. We should we should we, we should get back in contact with him. Yeah. 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 If he's not fucking banned on every social media and Yeah. <laughs> I can get in touch with the guy. Uh, but yeah, that's it. You got anything else to add? No, not really. Spooky fucking cops. It's creepy, man. Um, what else we got? Anything else, Brennan? Nah, I man. That, I, think, I think we killed it. I think so. I think that's pretty well. All right, man. Okay. Well, thank you to LoneStarButtons.com. If you need any swag for your small business or pet project. Or your large business. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking overload this guy with an order. Yeah, what if, what if, what if like Amazon and, was like, we need buttons? Yeah, order a million Amazon buttons. Uh, <laughs> he'd probably commit suicide. Um, no, just kidding. He would never. Uh, LoneStarButtons.com is your place to get some stuff for inexpensive prices. Um, they offer buttons, magnets, mirrors, bottle openers, etc., etc., in different sizes and shapes. Uh, mention the show and get some buttons thrown in for free. Use the coupon code. I want to suck on your hairy tits and he will hook you up. Uh, you can email info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones at 281-798-1996. Get on it. Uh, also if you want to take part in the show, which many of you do, uh, for our friend questions, you can also send an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can send in news stories, uh, friend questions, pro tips, whatever you want to send us, and we might read it on the show if it's good. Uh, what else we got, Brennan? You got any social medias? Yeah, let's see. We are at Revenge of the World on Instagram, at rotwpodcast on Twitter. Uh, we have our Facebook page. And we also have our website, revengeoftheworld.com, where you can find all that stuff in one convenient package. It's a good package. Yeah. Uh, it's a good sweaty package. Yeah. All right, dude. Oh, thank you to uh, Mockingbird Network. Um, where is that thing? <laughs> Why do I not have it written down? Where is it? What? Uh, Mockingbirdnetwork.com, right? Yes. It's been it's been two weeks. I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, go check them out. There are a lot of good shows over there. Mm-hmm. We're one of them. Sometimes we're good. Yeah, sometimes we're good. Uh, Most time, yeah. So yeah, we're other than that. Thanks, Brennan. And gently, go fuck someone.